The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome into NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Steve Letard here alongside Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett. Guys, the Irish Hills, Michigan's high speed, two miles uh, racing, incredible. Didn't disappoint. Jeff, your thoughts? It was fun to watch. Those guys, I thought from the time they dropped the green flag to the time checkered fell, they raced hard all the way through the field. I don't know that I've seen a race except at Dayton and Talladega where the top four ran that close together, lap after lap after lap. There were times where eight cars racing for the lead deep in a run. It was just, it was a fun race to watch. Did yeah, you? yeah. as I watched that, I almost wondered, was it even more stressful than a Daytona or Talladega race at times? Uh, just because handling was going to matter. It kind of took me back to the 90s when we did have cars that didn't drive very good at Daytona a lot of times. And uh, you really fought handling issues a lot of the times. And, and so trying to make everything happen. And then you have so many people on so many different agendas uh, trying to win a race, trying to gather points. Uh, you got Larson and Hamlin trying to win the regular season championship. How entertaining. Well, I'm going to be excited to talk to a couple of our guests today. We have some great one. We have Ryan Blaney expected to join us. We're going to get Pete Pistone from the morning drive. And we're going to get Austin Dillon the day after that huge accident on the front stretch. And of course, we want you, the fans as well, to call in and join us. 1-844-NASCAR-NBC. But you can't have a Monday NASCAR America Motor Mouse without starting about talking about the winner. And it came down to a final restart. It was breathtaking. The racing was outstanding. Let's relive it. lap shootout from Michigan International Speedway. One more time around until we see the green flag for the restart. Oh. Now the choose rule. Larson looked like he was thinking about it. It's a calculation like, okay, but now I can be on the bottom and I'm at three rows further up. But they all wanted to be on the top. Byron Blaney making up row one. Green flag back in the air. A great run for the 12. He's got big help from the 18. Ryan Blaney shoved out front. Can he hold on to the spot? Here comes the run for William Byron now. He's going to stay right behind the 12. Larson with the speed and brakes clear. William Byron to the bottom. He clears his teammate now in the second position. Blaney out front. Two miles to go. William's got some momentum. One last opportunity. Byron goes high. Here comes the run from the 24. Byron dives to the bottom of the track. Blaney goes to block. Blaney's going to win in Michigan. Awesome drive, man. Awesome drive. Got me a trophy here, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Man, maybe the hardest 10 laps you've driven in your life, Ryan? Yeah, pretty close to it. That was cool, man. I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm fired up. Well, that's how it sounded from the final restart to the checkered flag. And this is the man that pulled it off, Ryan Blaney. Ryan, man, first of all, thanks for joining us. Those last 10 laps were intense. What were they like <laughs> from in the seat? Yeah, you, you said it. Uh, you know, thank y'all for having me. Uh, it was very intense. Um, you know, just, you know, starting off getting an opportunity uh, to, to race for the win there. Um, you know, we were going to be fourth, and that's kind of the beauty of the choose rule, right? Um, you know, taking a shot at, at 
you know, maybe it's not the preferred lane, but you give yourself a shot to win. And then we couldn't pass up the front row and got a great push by uh, the 18. So I appreciate, I appreciate Kyle for, you know, sticking with the bumper, sticking to my back bumper there and giving us a good shove into one. And, and uh, we had a good enough car to hold those guys off at the end, even though it was, it was really tough. Uh, you know, you're kind of playing the air game and, uh, but super proud of the team. Uh, we were not uh, very competitive, uh, you know, as far as a winning car early on in the race uh, and Todd Gordon, uh, really went to work on it, and um, no, I can't thank those guys enough. So that's so, so cool to win in Michigan for Ford and Mr. Penske, and uh, happy to get a second win of the season. So, Ryan, we were just talking before you came on about how intense the race looked. What was it like inside of the car uh, yesterday? Yeah, it was intense. Uh, you know, you guys talked earlier that, you know, there was a moment in time where a handful of cars lead, um, they couldn't get away from each other, uh, you know, and, and you usually don't see that in Michigan. Usually, you know, we'll be bunched up on a restart, but it kind of will spread out. And um, it was just really intense racing. It made restarts super important. I mean, they're important everywhere, um, you know, each weekend. But, uh, you know, when you have to, to really think about what lane you're going to choose, how you're going to be committed to the guy in front of you, um, get up through the gears good and just get through that first – the lap or two clean um, and try not to break your momentum. Uh, that really sets you up. So uh, very intense racing, um, you know, Michigan. Uh, it was cool to see all the people there, and, and they were really excited. And uh, But, yeah, crazy racing there. I mean, it's almost like a speedway. You know, you talk about, you know, Talladega and Daytona, but that place has so much grip. It's so wide, and you're, there's so much on-throttle time. You have to race it kind of like a speedway. And, um, you know, we, we did a good job. Josh Williams, my spotter, did an excellent job, too, once we got the lead to hold those guys off. So, Ryan, through the years, uh, every driver that you ever hear and, and hear talk about racing at Michigan, the importance of winning for your manufacturer and obviously Ford in your case, uh, is there a little bit more of a sense of gratification uh, after the win yesterday in that yeah. respect? Yeah, definitely is. You know, I mean, we, we all know as a part of the Ford family that it's, it's massive to win, um, you know, when we go up to Michigan. And uh, Edsel Ford, the second was there. Uh, yesterday, so it was great to have him in victory lane. Great to see him, uh, and obviously, I mean, I don't have to tell you how much he's he's meant to the Ford family and Ford performance. And uh, so that was super cool to have him there, um, and great to get a win. Like I said, Ford's backyard. Um, I think that's is that seven straight wins at Michigan for Ford. So it's great to keep that tradition going and get that heritage trophy. Um, and you know, talking about Michigan, you know, with Advanced Auto Parts, uh, you know, we had. Berlin uh, Raceway on the Sea Post, and we also had Elko Speedway, um, and it's huge for those guys because whenever we win, uh, Advance gives the the tracks that are on the Sea Post twelve hundred dollars to improve their facilities. And Berlin actually won the Advance Bike Track Challenge earlier this year, so they've been having a pretty good run. Uh, but yeah, just you know, cool to go up there uh, to Michigan. It's so important for us, and it's great to support local short tracks along the way. So, Ryan, I want to talk about the style of racing. You mentioned the local short tracks. We all grow up handling. You know, the car has to drive good. Uh, you got to kind of work on your skill sets. What you guys are asked to do as drivers now, it, from the booth, it looks very different. The amount of wide open throttle time is, is breathtaking. So, is it a metal approach? Is it studying? Like, how do you approach a race like Michigan? Uh, Denny Hamlin almost went as far as to say that he enjoyed racing it yesterday. I'm not sure <laughs> if it was tongue-in-cheek, but you have to kind of get your mind around what that type of racing is going to be like because it's different than anything we've really seen in the past, you know, decade or so. It, it is, you know, and, and we all talk about it, um, especially when you go to these, it's really the 550 tracks, you know, that we've had to change up to where you, the way you race. 
And, you know, Michigan, let's say, races a lot different than Atlanta or Las Vegas. A um, little bit smaller track to those two places, but, you know, you have a little bit bigger tire wear. Uh, you have to manage your stuff. And, and here, you know, everyone always talks about, you know, trimming your car out uh, as opposed to, you know, handling well. And in Michigan, you almost, you have, it's a really big balancing act. And, okay, I want my car to go fast down the straightaways, but it still has to handle well, but maybe it doesn't have to handle as good as, like, uh, Atlanta or something like that. So it's a fine line. It's a fine balance. Like you said, this racing is different. Um, you know, it's it's odd going to these racetracks and, and, you know, when you get the lead like that, having to be on the defensive. You know, when you're running wide open, uh, you're you're looking in your mirror a lot. Uh, it's like a speedway race. So it is it is different. Um, and I think a, a big way we approach that is you talk about it beforehand and you study previous races uh, a lot and, and kind of figure out what worked, what didn't work. Me and Josh Williams, my spotter, we, we talked a lot actually before the race in the in the trailer of okay hey you know if we're in this position and let's say we're third uh do you want to line up sixth on the top or do you take the front row um and, and that's a big decision like me personally i would take the front row and it was a no-brainer if we were going to line up either eighth or the front row i'm, I'm going to take the front row so um it's just a lot of studying uh, it's a different way to race it's a different way you race from you know let's say at new hampshire you know a few weeks ago um so diff different style and, and they all kind of take their certain little little skills to do and, and be good at and um just nice that one worked out for us yesterday and it's uh, it's cool to get in victory lane like i said up there well it is motor mouse i think we have a fan call in with a question so uh go ahead you're on with ryan blaney hey ryan congratulations on the big one yesterday thank you uh i got i was there yesterday at the race actually there was a point during them last few laps that the bottom opened up for you. Was you surprised that they gave you the bottom like that? And then that's obviously how you got back. Because I thought that was a big part of the of some of your help, obviously besides Kyle. But was you surprised that they gave you the bottom like that? Yeah, I was. I was very surprised. Um, you know, I would have for sure thought that third place would have taken the bottom. Um, I guess Larson was in third. Uh, so, and that's just the split second decision, really. That as drivers we have to make with this choose rule you have to you kind of plan on this and you and you talk through it but uh, at the end of the day you're kind of counting cars and figuring out okay can i net positive here if i get a good restart or whatnot so i mean yeah i mean the push from the 18 was obviously a huge help but really what set it up was you know the the front row opened up and it was on the bottom and uh, you know byron had to block the 11 there and and uh, that's kind of the bad thing about being on the outside is there's a lot of racetrack to your right, and you have to sometimes block that. And it's just a matter of is your pusher going to stay with you or not. Um, so the bottom opening up obviously set it all up, and then it was the help with the 18, and then it was another job of okay, now we got to hold these guys off because we got the lead now. And uh, so it's just kind of steps. And uh, but yeah, the obviously that that really set us up uh, to put us in that spot to win. So Ryan, I hate to do this to you, but you know you won yesterday i gotta know about the future i gotta know uh what you know what about the playoffs you guys got a week of daytona then the playoffs start two wins on the season what are your hopes what do you think you got to do better if you're going to win this championship yeah um i mean i look at the past month and a half for us uh i feel like we've had some really strong runs um you know you take out road america and the Glen, and we've run top six and and you know i think you know the all these races previous so uh, i think we're kind of getting to our high point right where we need to uh, right at the start of the playoffs uh, it's a great momentum builder to win you know two weeks before the playoffs start uh, so i mean you, i just try to take things week to week um you know and then we're going to go in daytona and, and try to get you know 
stage wins and try to win the race and also get a, you know, try to stay out of trouble and get a good finish because, you know, it's going to be huge for your starting spot at Darlington uh, to try not to get in a wreck in Daytona and finish bad. And you don't want to put yourself uh, behind the eight ball, you know, going into Darlington. But I think our group is really prepared for this. Our, our cars have been getting a little bit faster and faster uh, as we've been running. And uh, just uh, just nice to be part of a group that works really hard. You know, we lost some speed a little bit to maybe Hendrick and Gibbs in the summer months. And uh, we've been busting our tails to try to get better and closer to those guys. And I think we're closing in, but um, you know, try to get Todd Gordon one last championship run, you know, before he moves on with the next chapter of his life and uh, go to get him a win in Michigan. And hopefully we can get him a few more here and then the big one at the end of the year. But I think this group is really ready for it. It's just all about doing our job, executing the best we can. Um, and if we don't have the best car, you know, like we had yesterday, just overcoming and, and doing our jobs and, uh, and try to maximize opportunities that are given to us. Um, so that that's something we, we got to do. You know, those those days are pretty easy when you have a, a really fast car, um, you know, but when you don't have maybe the best car, you have to really dig in. And, and our group did that great yesterday. And I was really proud of them for that. DJ, I saw you nodding. I, 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 I'll admit, Ryan, that I forget that qualifying at Darlington is going to come from Daytona. Like, I still, after a whole yeah. year, haven't yeah. got my mind around this non-qualifying thing. I still need to study my notes a little bit. No, it's been on all of our minds. You're like, I hope I don't get wiped out at Daytona just so I can get start and get at Darlington. So. Well, Darlington's so wide. I mean, if you know, it's so wide. Oh, you start yeah, a batch, you no problem. All right, I think, yeah. I, top of, I think top I one. Yeah, that's right. we got one more fan on the line. Go ahead. You're with Ryan Blaney. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Congratulations on your win at uh, Michigan yesterday. You drove the wheels off of that uh, blue oval. But we're heading to Daytona this weekend, and uh, my question for you is, uh, are you going to go and push for the victory at Daytona for Todd Gordon, or are you just going to stay laid back and uh, wait for uh, the right moment to get the win? Yeah, you know, it's kind of... There's, there's multiple things going into Daytona that we have our mindset on. You know, I touched on, on some of it earlier. It's just, you know, part of it is surviving. And that's, that's really what you do when you go into every speedway race. You never know what can happen. But just do your best to survive it. Um, you know, try to get stage wins to try to pad your playoff points. Uh, we're really close. We're only two points behind the 19 for sixth in points. And that's, that's another playoff point. So you try to go in there and beat those guys and try to jump another spot in points. That just helps you out. So, um you know, but but you can't do those things if you're not around at the end of the race. So, and really, we have, I'm not really approaching this race any differently than I would any other speedway race. Go try to run up front and and lead laps and just be smart with everything and just do the best that you can. And if you get caught up in someone else's mess, you know that's just part of plate racing. But just just try to you know show that you have a fast car early and and lead laps and be at the front. I feel like that's the most the safest place you can be. So we're gonna try to go for a win and. Um, you know, we'll do our best to try to do that. Our, our cars on speedways have been really fast, you know, the last few years. And we got a little bit different rules package uh, going into this weekend, a little bit less horsepower and but less drag. And we'll see how those cars drive and draft together and bump draft. And uh, we're kind of be, we'll be learning under fire, but uh, go try to get another win for Todd Gordon and um, even have better momentum for Darlington. Hey, Ryan, I know anything that happens at Daytona, you can talk about, uh, trying to help someone uh, in a situation. But uh, you have a teammate of sorts, uh, Matt Benedetto, who is sitting outside of that top 16. Uh, in the right situation, uh, would you relish that opportunity maybe? Uh, he's really good at Daytona and, and look forward to that opportunity and a concerted effort there maybe to help him get that win that he needs. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we were kind of in the same spot last year with, you know, he was on the playoff bubble of uh, he didn't have to win last year. He just had to have a good run. So we helped him out a lot last year, uh, helped him and the Wood Brothers out, you know, because obviously we want to get them in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, we all do a great job of trying to find each other. Me, you know, Joey, Brad, Matt, all the Fords, we try really hard to find each other and work together. And, uh, you know, Matt's part of, you know, the Penske family, really. I mean, with the Wood Brothers. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try to help him whenever I can. Um, you know, try to get them in the playoffs with a win. So uh, I know I'll look for that 21 car. That's for sure. He does a really good job and uh, it'd be great to get them into the playoffs. All right. Race winner Ryan Blaney's joining us. I think we have one more fan on the line. Go ahead. You're with Ryan Blaney. You guys got me? Yeah, go ahead. We well, uh, nice to see you, Ryan. Uh, congratulations on your win yesterday. Pretty big for you and that whole number 12 team. Um, so, you. your first win with multiple wins, obviously. And um, I wanted to ask you, going into the playoffs, you have a little bit of momentum. No pressure going into Daytona. We already knew since March you were locked into the playoffs. And, obviously, um, the playoffs, there's places we're looking at, like Talladega. Um, what tracks are you looking at besides Talladega for wins to walk yourself into the next rounds? Well, we'll first start off in Darlington. Hopefully we can win one in Darlington and get that out of the way and uh, and get into the round of 12 right away. Uh, that's It's easier said than done, but, um, I mean, that's that's my mindset. Um, you know, you kind of pick out the tracks that you think you can run really really well at, and I think all these tracks we can be competitive and, and do well at and try to win the race. So we'll get that one out of the way. I'd like to win the first race of every round and, and make it really easy on you to, to keep moving through the rounds. Uh, everyone, The problem is everyone wants to do that. So... Um, but I think we've got a good shot. But, yeah, it would be nice to go down to Daytona, finish out the regular season, and, and get playoff ready and uh, kick one off at Darlington. It would be nice to win that one and, and uh, get a win at Darlington, too. Don't sound too bad either. First race of every round. I like Odd that. Way. That's Thanks. a great plan. Yes, That's a great plan. Hey, man, appreciate you taking the time. Congratulations. Uh, it, was, it was crazy. That was final 10 laps. You did a heck of a job defending those two Hendrick cars, breathing down your neck, man. So enjoy the second win. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure it's possible. Enjoy Daytona, and we'll see you in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Good job, bud. I think, um, you know, when I go back and watch those last 10 laps, I really believe, and Dale said it uh, after the race, he made it look easier than it was. You know, I think a lot of people all day long were like, I don't know if you could pass, you could this. I think we had a lot of teammates lined up, so there wasn't a lot of passing by choice. But, but I really believe it wasn't easy to do. Ryan Blady just made it look easier than it was defending those two cars in those final 10 laps. Yeah, and I just, in watching, you just had to think back to how good he is at Daytona and Talladega and that he finds himself always at the front at the end of those races. And he had to do the same things there. You heard him talking about, you know, we're wide open, basically. And, and uh, you know, it was just a little bit of a different track, a uh, different scenario. But he had to do the same things, and he's really, really good at that. Uh, Penske has three of the best at that type of, of racing, and Blaney did a great job there yesterday. You know, I think, and he, he said it, is, you know, as drivers, crew chief, when you have that fast car and you go win the race, that was the day you were supposed to win, yeah. right? When you had the car that wasn't fast and you found a way to get it done, that's really some of the most rewarding days. Even taking a 12th place car and finishing fifth with it, although it doesn't yeah. make television, it's like, yeah, I got it done, right? So I think that's a huge confidence boost for this team going into the playoffs. Yeah. And, and Hendrick and those guys, they've been kicking everybody's butt. 
But now, hey man, I took it to these guys. I, they t lined up on me. I took it to them on the day I didn't have the best car. We can do this. I think it's a big confidence builder for, for Ryan as a driver. First year, multiple wins, win a race like this. The race he won early in the year, he went and ran Larson down past him. I think just the confidence is getting bigger and bigger in this driver. Giving away the checkered flag always is a good sight. Well, listen, Ryan Blaney won. The racing was intense. That's all true. But there was a moment at the end of stage two that left me scratching my head. And that is this huge accident between Keselowski and Austin Dillon. One of the biggest hits we've seen in Michigan in years. We're going to talk the big wreck when we return on NASCAR Motormouse. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We're coming to the end of stage two at the race at Michigan. This accident involving Austin Dillon and Brad Kozlowski. Austin Dillon, I can about say it. Uh, I mean, I'll admit, what did I, I got on our private talk back and I asked Jeff, Jeff, what exactly did I just yeah. see right what did there? I just watch? Because it was shocking. Uh, probably the best moment, though, was when we saw Austin Dillon climb out of that car. It really took my breath away. And joining us to discuss this and a lot more of the race yesterday, Pete Pisoni from the Morning Drive on Sirius XM Radio. So, Pete, uh, first of all, thanks for joining us. Let's touch base on that wreck. That had to be a big topic of discussion with the fans today because I'm not really sure what I saw out the window. It really was. And, you know, I've seen it a couple of times myself. Obviously, I saw it happen you know, live yesterday when I was watching it on NBCSN. And, you know, I heard the in-car from Brad, and I don't think it was purposeful by any means. And some of the listeners maybe kind of felt that way. I don't think so. And I heard the audio from Austin. He was kind of apologizing. I know people don't like this because we like to point the finger because controversy is what people like in sports. I just think it was just kind of one of those racing deals. I don't really see any fault on either side, but I also can't tell you that I'm not continuing to scratch my head because they were so far past the start-finish line. That's what really struck me there. And as you said, thankfully, Austin got out of the car and he was okay after that hard hit. Well, Pete, I'm going to do today what I did yesterday, which is I'm going to look to my left at two drivers and say, all right, y'all tell me what happened because I still didn't figure it out yesterday. Well, you know, watching it yesterday, I said the only thing that I thought that Austin really had a major beef about is why is Brad Keselowski still in my right rear quarter panel this far down yeah. the straightaway? I had a conversation with Brad a little bit ago, and it all got a lot more clear to me. He thought, because the information coming to him, because uh, the SMT data, he says, was a lap behind he thought he was coming to the one to go at the end of the stage. Oh, so he thought they had a lap to go. So he was trying to hang oh. on the right rear quarter panel to pull him back to try to pass him back into turn one. So that all makes perfect sense because, he, you know, to my world, why are you so close? And then, you know, DJ, it's rough. When you go below that white line, 
you know, those big bumps, you know, Austin's car came up a little bit. I think he hit those bumps. It came up. There's Keselowski trying to, to side draft him to get back to him, get into turn one to try to get back by him. And he thought they were coming to one to go in the stage. Hmm. And after he told me that, I'm like, oh, well, that clears it up. Now I understand. That makes yeah. way more sense understanding that information. Yeah, well, it makes more sense. It still is not good for Austin, no. obviously, in that situation, whatever may have happened. Pete, how about this? Um, aside from that, uh, what were the fans talking about as far as the, the racing? Uh, you know, there's, th- there was a big change to put this package together to make the racing uh, more competitive on these type of tracks. Are they liking what they're seeing? It's interesting, DJ, because I don't have the official tally, but it really felt like with Bagman and I this morning, the majority of the listeners really liked the race. And, you know, admittedly, it's different, to your point. We know it's a different package. We know the horsepower is is lower. We know that drafting becomes such a big part of this. You know, and we heard some of the drivers saying, I mean, the winner of the race, Ryan Blaney, saying, I really don't like the race this way, but this is how you have to race. But the end of that race, the last 10 laps were just really thrilling. And in my opinion, and I've seen a lot of races like you guys have over the years at Michigan International Speedway, there was there was enough going on from start to finish there yesterday where I personally thought it was a really good race. So I think the fans, again, a lot of them are split. I think on social media, you kind of hear one thing, but I can tell you us on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, a lot of folks really liked that race. And uh, they were surprised that Ryan Blaney was in position to win the race at the end. I don't know if a lot of people had Blaney as their winner that race, but you know what? He did everything he had to do to go to victory lane, and it turned out that way for him yesterday afternoon there in the Irish Hills. I will say that um, what I liked about it, DJ, was that it still took good cars. And what I mean by that is sometimes you go to Talladega, and I don't want to call it completely up in the air because that's unfair to the talent of the drivers who are out there doing their job. But admittedly, I think the equipment is more equal there than any other racetrack. At Michigan, it wasn't equal. There were still fast cars and slow cars. I think that helped me enjoy the race because not, not anyone could lead. You still had to fight your way to the front. Yeah, can I say this about what drivers say about the racing? It, and I appreciate Blaine saying that um, you know, this is what we have to work with. Jeff, if you will remember back many years ago, but as we were transitioning from bi-supply tires to radial <laughs> tires, there didn't any of us like what a radial tire felt like. But it's what we had to work with. And, and so we went and did our job the best that we could. Well, that's how I look at it. I mean, they make the rules NASCAR does, right? The drivers have to work with those rules. They've got to drive however they have to drive. Coochies have to set the cars up. You know, complaining about the, the rules package to me is just a waste of time. Just sit back and kind of see how this plays itself out. And again, when I put all that into the, to the blender, guys, I don't know how you could have been disappointed with the race we got yesterday at Michigan National Speedway. I thought it was really compelling, entertaining, competitive, all the things you look for for a race on a Sunday afternoon in the NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah, Pete, I, I, I think that, you know, when, when fans watch this, if they think it's easy to do, they're wrong. Like, it's, you know how hard it is to do what those guys did? Not just anybody could go lead the race. Like, you had to have a good car. You had to be a good driver. I think that's the, some of the disconnect if somebody doesn't like it. They think more throttle time means it's easier. Yeah. But the fact that I can run the car more throttle He's going to make it where it's hard because he's going to try to take all the downforce off of it. Now the, my skill for driving the car becomes even that much more important because i got to drive the car on edge. And because the crew chiefs are going to make it so it's hard to drive by pulling all the downforce side of it so it goes faster. And I think that's a connection that those few people that said, well, I don't like this kind of racing, they don't get. It's not like driving a car at Talladega. It's not like that. It's way more difficult than that. But having said all that, Pete, I'm curious – 
What do you what 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 sense do you get from the fans? Who's the favorite for these playoffs? I mean, who do you think amongst you know? I'm sure it'll be a Hendrick Driver, but <laughs> but who do the fans feel like are going to have the best chance to win this championship? My gut. Well, I would say two to two answer that question, Jeff. I think the the majority want Chase Elliott because he's our sport's most popular driver. So I get that. But I think most everybody understands how good Kyle Larson has been this year. But I'll tell you this. We talked about it a little bit this morning. The cautionary tale, right, is one year ago. Because the guy that won nine races last year, Kevin Harvick, didn't win the championship. So it's almost like you got to get into these playoffs, recalibrate yourself. Really what happens in the regular season, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. But I think we've seen before, once you get into the playoffs, you know, it's a different animal. So I, I would say the fans still want Chase Elliott because he's the, the most popular driver. I think for the most part, people just understand just how darn good Kyle Larson has been this year. And, and I would say he is certainly the prohibitive favorite to win the championship this year. But as we all know, don't write that in ink because I don't know if anybody <laughs> is the prohibitive favorite under this gauntlet that we've got in the playoffs. So real quick, we have a week left before the playoffs start. Shake that morning drive magic eight ball of yours. What are we going to see at Daytona? Who's in? Who's out? What's your prediction? I think we are going to get, and this is not just the, the morning radio host hoping for something to happen so it's good for business next week. I think somebody off the grid is going to win on Saturday night and just shake things up. I really think it might be somebody outside of the 16, and it's really going to change things around. And wouldn't that be great, guys? I mean, that's why NASCAR put the race at the end of the regular season at Daytona. And the way this year has been going... I mean, look how we started it with Michael McDowell winning at Daytona in the Daytona 500. I really feel like we're going to get that story here. So when we go to work on Monday morning, I think the fans are going to be buzzing about what we see Saturday night there at the World Center of Racing. Well, before you get to go to work on Monday morning, you get to work go to work tomorrow morning. Uh, morning Drive, every day you can check it out on the Sirius XM Channel 90. You got Pete Pistonian, Mike Bagley, the bag man. Uh, what's on tap for tomorrow? Come on, give me the one big talking point you're going to really be pushing. Two things, TM DJ Tuesday, so you're going to hear some music from us. You're going to have our Tuesday takeaways and one hour behind the wheel with Joey Logano, and he did not have a good day on Saturday or Sunday, I should say. There's going to be a lot on Joey's mind tomorrow. That all starts at 7 a.m. Eastern time. I suggest Dom's music. Dom, good taste in music on uh, DJ Tuesday. Thanks, gotcha. Petey. <laughs> See you, guys. So, Thanks, so, man. So to his, to his point, out of this last six races at Daytona, we've had four first-time winners. Mm-hmm. So the odds are that's been the trend, so why don't we see it again? There's, well, there's a, a whole dr- list. Well, I have a guy who's in my mind's at the top of the list because why not? I think it makes for a great walk-off after the big ride at Michigan. Why could Austin Dillon not go back and go to victory lane? Yeah. He's won at Daytona before. He's the driver first out. We're going to talk to Dillon after the break. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Regular season finale at Daytona. So after Michigan, the playoff leaderboard, Kyle Larson, Truex, Bowman, you see the names all in yellow. Fifteen of them. That means there's one spot available, the final seat at the table for the playoffs. Currently, Tyler Reddick from Richard Childress Racing holds it. He's 25 points above his teammate, Austin Dillon, who we now is going to have us join here. Austin, so first, before I get into playoffs, before we get into Daytona, i got to ask you, man, how are you feeling? That was one of the biggest hits. It kind of took my breath away. I'm not sure. I wasn't expecting it. I know you weren't as well, but how are you feeling today? Yeah, actually, uh, surprisingly, I feel pretty good, and um, I just a testament to NASCAR and that car that we've been racing for so long and just made them safer and safer. And um, to tell you the truth, I hit really hard the week before at the road course and it was like uh, went to an abrupt stop pretty quick. This one kind of hit and rolled down the track, as you can see. And the uh, slow-mo video doesn't look great inside the car, but um, yeah, I, I feel uh, surprisingly pretty good. Austin, you had such a good run going. You were so fast. You know, I, I, I said, you know, during the broadcast that this was, this was your chance to win the race. Like, you ran well enough to win the race. Number one, uh, why were you guys so fast on this given day? And then number two, have you figured out exactly what happened on that wreck? Yeah, um, first of all, I think the guys at the shop, you know, that's one reason uh, just so bummed and uh, the air was let out of our sails. The guys in the shop worked so hard on this race car. We really um, went at this race knowing that it was going to be a great shot for us. And as you can tell, uh, the car had uh, an abundance of speed. You know, we kind of worked on it um, for a long time. It had been sat in a corner and just worked on f for this race, and, and it showed. Um, but the good thing is, in showing that, uh, we have the ability to do it again. Um, we just we have to keep working like that on our cars each and every week at RCR. Everybody knows about our ECR horsepower and how we bring that to the track every week. But when you can bring a race car like that, it goes a long way. Hey, Austin, first off, I'm glad you're okay, man. It's just a testament to not only the cars, but your physical conditioning. Uh, so, so just a, a testament to that hard work and effort uh, put forth right there that, that you make every single day of, of every week. Uh, but looking ahead to Daytona now, it's not a total must win. You have to think that in the back of your mind, it's probably going to take that win uh, to, to move on. Uh, but are you, are you just set on go from the word uh, as they drop the green flag and, and try to uh, get as many points stage-wise and, and apply the pressure basically to your teammate in that situation and going for the win, too. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think if anything, last week showed us uh, being 28 points out. There's multiple times in during that race that we were actually in the playoffs with a little bit of a cushion. And looking back, you know, it just keeps compiling uh, being in that big wreck. But um, yeah, going to Daytona, you know, we're going to have to start in the back, but the first thing is just go forward. Uh, go to the front fast as we can, uh, make the moves that we need to, to, um, you know, put ourselves in a stage point scoring position. And um, like our Michigan car, this car has been worked on a lot. And um, I, I think uh, it'll show the speed. It, it's made it through Daytona and Talladega uh, this year. It, it's the third time. We've run it, and I feel like you can ask Steve, anybody, you guys all know that the more you get laps on the Speedway cars, it's one race car I feel like that just get better um, the more Speedway races you get on some of them.
Yeah, they get better. I just was never fortunate enough to get more than about two on one. <laughs> Usually about like that 30 on one, two is about all I get. So I want this sounds silly, but we talk about the playoffs, talk about the pressure. I want to go back to last week. Jeff mentioned running up front and the car you had. I want to talk about that as a race car. Sundays are so tough. Larson, I know, makes it look easy at times. Some guys make it look easy. But how much fun was it to – it's the same battle and the same grind, but to do it for race wins, for the lead, in the front two rows on the restarts. It has to be kind of rejuvenating to run up front and kind of just prove what you've believed all year. Yeah, it was a blast, man. I had a blast uh, slicing Dyson for the lead. I showed a little rust there at times. I feel like I made some great moves getting to the front. And then I had a shot to take the lead away from Kyle uh, off of turn two. And, and I wish I would have shut the door there, especially the second move I made off of two. I, I think I had him cleared. And um, me and my spotter kind of spoke to that. And you can see it right here in the video. But um, we talked afterwards. And it's just – it's. Uh, Man, you don't get those opportunities very often, so we were trying to take the full advantage uh, of that car and that run, and I feel like uh, later in the race, you know, the, that move would have been completed. And uh, But, yeah, like you said, uh, for us, that there's a we circle a handful of races a year that we have those opportunities, and um, the good thing is we had that opportunity. It didn't pan out for us, but um, I think we can still give ourselves another one before the year's out. Hopefully, like you said, we lock in at Daytona. But, yeah, I had a blast. It, it was it was fun uh, up there racing hard and, and making those Hendrick boys sweat a little bit. All right, Mayor, you didn't lose your touch. That was exactly how you analyzed it. A couple times off turn two, you said, you know, probably could have took the second one. You thought they were playing it for later in the day, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, there were some holes there, and I'm like, go, go. He was, but, he was trying uh, to clear you. Yeah, but it's, but it's, uh, it's easy. It's easy where we sit. Oh, yeah, it's always. a whole other game where he oh, sits. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, Austin, appreciate you joining us. We've got a fan on the line. Caleb, you're on with Austin Dillon. Uh, hey, how y'all doing? Great. Doing well. Um, I, well, first off, Austin, congratulations on that win in Texas last year. It was very awesome. Got to watch it. Uh, my question for you is, um, since you're, he- you're, well, you're not in the, well, uh, let's just say um, you're in the below the cutoff line in the playoffs. Um, what's your plan to try to get back up into the playoffs? Well, I mean, considering that there's only one race left, I think our biggest plan is to try and maximize our points this, this last race at Daytona, but try to win the race. Um, Daytona has been a great place for us. Uh, we've been to victory lane there before. And uh, actually, earlier this year at the 500, running third on the last lap, very close uh, to winning again. So um, I, I love the place. We've got some great memories there. And I think history always kind of pans out at Daytona. So love to put the three back in victory lane at Daytona and, and kind of get one back from what we feel like uh, last weekend was uh, a little bit of a heartbreaker for us, knowing that we had a car that, that was definitely capable of having a shot to win. Austin, you mentioned something there. You talked about that accident and, and what it looked like in slow motion. T- talk about the fans. I kind of know the process we wouldn't go through. When you take an impact like that, you know, what's the process? Do you kind of evaluate where you're bruised, where you're sore, look at the cockpit? How We know NASCAR does a great job. Your organization does a great job. But as a driver, what kind of responsibility do you take in it just to make sure you give them what information they need to continue to protect you? Yeah, so uh... – that one happened so fast. You know, I, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I was just kind of mid race, uh, crossed the start finish line, six in points. And then, um, literally about a felt like a 10th later, I'm backwards wrecked against the wall. So my feelings were hurt pretty, pretty soon. I did know that we almost rolled over cause I felt the car kind of tip and slide. 
I could hear something different than normal than just sliding across the track. So I knew it was close. And, uh, but you know, first instincts, I was just upset. You know what I mean? That we lost that race car. I wouldn't have that car again. And, um, when I got out of the car, everything felt normal. Uh, let the window net down, told the guys I was good and popped an ambulance. And, um, the anger just kept, uh, building as we got to the infield care center and then um, infield care center, the doctors do a great job. Um, we go through a series of tests in the infield care center. Um, uh, we actually get an iPad and have to go through a series of numbers to, for a concussion protocol. And then uh, th- this week, I feel like they must have felt like the, the uh, wreck was a very hard impact because they kept me for a little bit longer and made me do some tests that we usually don't normally do. And we, but it was good. I mean, it was nice of them to, you know, just make sure that we were all okay. And, um, but yeah, you know, our infield care center and the NASCAR nurses, everybody that, uh, you know, helps us throughout a weekend, we work through our process of getting cleared and, and, uh, knowing that we're safe to run the next week. But, uh, yeah. and they give you a text today. I got a text, uh, ask if I was okay. I felt good. Yeah, I can tell you, I would have given you every test I had after seeing that one. You know, it's kind of one of those things, though, that you appreciate what they're doing. Maybe not at the time because you're highly pissed. You just got wrecked. Yeah, right. you know? so I'm sure that was tough to sit through. For sure. And, you know, I think the other thing is this car has come such a long way. and We've had so many laps on it. It makes me really want the next-gen car to have that same feel that I, I mean, I've wrecked this car as hard as you can wreck it. Uh, but the next gen car is a whole nother animal and um, we want it to be safer than this car. So um, I'm hoping that NASCAR continues their efforts to, to, con- to make the next gen cars safer than what we've got now, because I think what we've got now is, is pretty amazing. I think we have one more fan on the line. You're on with Austin Dillon. Hey, Austin, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Um, so you're battling your teammate for the final playoff spot. Daytona is one of two tracks where racing with your teammate is important to have success. How will your battle for that final playoff spot change how you race with your teammate this Saturday night? That's a good question. I really thought of it uh, in that way. But, you know, Chevrolet as a whole, we've got a lot of teammates uh, going throughout the race. Uh, but I'll definitely use Tyler and uh we'll use each other the best we can but when it comes down to to winning the race um it, it's a playoff spot it, it's going to be tough we you definitely don't want to help anyone else win that would knock an rcr car out of uh of the playoffs so that will be on my mind but past that i'm thinking for the three team and, and our sponsors when it comes to the checkered flag well, you mentioned the sponsors. That's good work. Behind you, got the banner up. That's A-plus Zoom. I've seen a lot of Zooms over the last two years. That's an A-plus Zoom right there. Thanks. You can probably see the elk horn in the background. I'm in my new man cave, so we've been, we've been working on it. It's, it's getting pretty nice. All right, I like it. Hey, man, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate you answering some of the fans' questions, joining us on a Monday. Glad to see you all right. And uh, I know it's going to be exciting for us. Yeah. I know it's going to be pressure-packed for you. Good luck. Enjoy it, man. Good to do what you do. And uh, show us what that three can do at Daytona. You guys are really polite. I was waiting for a Brad K uh, question, but I, I think uh, we're all good. No, man, we, we're going to take the high road. We'll take the high road at least. We're not pet reporters. We don't go down into it right away. We leave that out to Marty, Kelly, Dave, and Parker. We, we take the high road here on this show. Good for you guys. Needless to say, he owes me a push. 
this weekend. <laughs> there, you there you go. go. There you go. That's you the go. best answer I've heard yet, man. All right, good luck. I think that's how I do it. If I was calling Brad Cavett, like, hey, man, I'm not sure what happened. Just remember what happened when you see this bumper at Daytona. That was a great question about how do you race your teammates. Yes. Right? I think really the question would be better served to Reddick, right? Yeah, because, mm-hmm. because Reddick's the one that could push – Right to the wind. Yeah, Austin almost can't yeah. help Reddick, and you know what I mean. But but Reddick could help Austin. <laughs> that, Does he do that? Yeah. He do that? I, I mean, mean you push gosh, him to a win. That would be tough. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, you, you find yourself in that position. <laughs> it might not be exactly where you wanted to be there on the last lap of the race, but you find yourself as the teammate, and you're dead on the bumper of that three car. I mean, you can't not. Right. No. Now, you can't. You can't what? You can't back out. Oh, I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to push my. I'm not going to push. Back out, push you find out of that. I'm not going to push yeah. somebody into the playoffs and push me out. I mean, I would tell Ward that. I was like, look, buddy, I love you. You're my brother, but I can't push you to the playoffs and push me out, right? Yeah. Like, I couldn't do it. And to be fair, if this was Wednesday, Motor Mouse. I'd ask him about Brad Kozlowski, but I wasn't going to do it on 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock on a Monday. Give him at least more than a day to call him. And I think we can all agree, as awful as that wreck was, I have to agree with Pete. Um, I don't want to put fault on both. I don't think there was really any fault. It was just a mistake made by one or a combination of two drivers that ended up Austin Dillon getting the short end of it. Yeah, sometimes things happen. You know, there's yeah. no, no blame that has to be put there. Racing happens. happens. Yes. When you go that fast and you're that close... Yeah. They a little, not. little this much, and you're together. No, yeah. nobody did that on purpose. No, yeah. Brad Keselowski would not do that. No. What do they say? Football field the second. It comes along pretty good. All right, fans, we still got another segment left. Call in one eight four four NASCAR NBC. Take more fan calls after the break. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. With free delivery on over two million items, you can make the most of summer grilling. And dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So, of all the changes in the schedule, I'm going to say opening and closing the regular season at Daytona is single-handedly my favorite part. I think it's the perfect track to open the season, and it's the perfect track to close the regular season. But you cut, cause DJ, you got 25 weeks for this one not to matter. <laughs> so, I know you're looking at me as a race car driver going, oh, you think it's great because you don't have to go out there and do it. Oh, but right. all I'm going to say to all those other guys is 20, 15 of them found their way for this race not to be not to be the hinge for their playoff efforts. Yeah, so I'm not speaking as the race driver right now. Okay. If I were a race driver, might not be my favorite thing. 
But in my position now as an analyst here, it, I 100% agree with you. It, it's the most exciting thing that they've done uh, in, in putting this uh, particular race uh, at this position. I mean, we literally won't know more than likely until the checkered flag falls exactly how the playoffs are going to play out. And a walk-off moment of all places, the World Center of Racing would be a great place. All right, let's go back to the phones. Todd, you're on NASCAR Motor Mouse. All right. Hey, I, I had a question. Jeff Burton had mentioned that he had spoke with Brad Keselowski and that they were under the assumption in the accident with uh, Austin Dillon that there was one more lap to go. I mean, as a professional race team, are you going to not know what lap you're on? Or, I mean, if it's not a slap in the face for Brad Keselowski, but for Penske Racing, I mean, why wouldn't they know what lap they were on? Well, what he said was that the data that they were getting was a lap behind. So the data they got through SMT, which gets a little complicated, but the data they got, they said – they were receiving it a lap behind. So that's why they thought they were one lap. You know, they thought had another lap to go. It wasn't that they just forgot or weren't paying attention, but they're saying the SMT data that they received was a little bit late. Well, and, and while I do agree that a team like Team Penske, you can't have that sort of mistake. You're going to have to find out how it happened. He's not the only one. I watched Mark Martin come down pit road with a lap left in a race under caution. So yeah. the lap count, as silly as that sounds, sometimes it's the simplest things that can be messed up. I mean, even as a crew chief, I used to make it a point to count down, you know, five, four, three to the end of the race. I think during the stages, I would probably be doing the same thing just to make sure driver and spotter know because I'm going to equate this kind of like a plate yeah. race. Like there was that 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 yeah. momentum and passing and drafting. And so. as a driver in that, and I never raced for, with stages in, in that situation. So that would be completely different. But I always had my spotter telling me uh, when it was the white flag so that, that I knew that uh, just in case, you know, some, there was something going on there. But Brad's not looking at that flag whatsoever in that situation. He is focused totally on this three car and, and trying to do his job through all of that. So he would have never seen the flag in, in that case. And it sounds like he, they, he and his team thought there was a lap to go. You got to know what the last lap is because you want to give just a little shove. You know they don't have another lap to come get you. You got to kind of capture <laughs> Count it down. Chandler, you're on. Thank you, Steve. And, by the way, I kind of agree with you how the season should go. Daytona at the beginning of the year and at the end of the regular season. <laughs> um, so my question for you guys is, at the beginning of the year in the Xfinity Series, no big surprise, Austin Cendrick winning more races and honestly becoming a potential favorite to win the championship. But looking on Saturday with A.J. Allmendinger, would you guys reconsider him as a possible favor to win the championship? Listen, I'll go first. I don't have him as a favorite, um, but I'm not sure I had him in my final four my, at the last race of the year. And seeing how Colin Gray has turned up here lately, I now can, can envision A.J. Allmendinger racing for a championship at Phoenix. Now, who, who wins Phoenix? All guys great there, Cindric. I mean, whatever. But, DJ, get your opinion. I don't think I get eight, could have gotten A.J. there 15 weeks ago. I can easily envision it now. Oh, I, I don't think there's going to be any doubt that he's going to be a, a part of the, the Final Four. It, the, it come, then it comes down to do you get the job done at Phoenix, a very difficult racetrack. But, um, you know, confidence and winning are two powerful things, uh, and they go together. And, and A.J. Allmendinger is on a roll right now, and it, there's no reason – 
to not think that in his mind he believes that that he should be right there in the talk uh, of being one of the the favorites. And I, I'll put that in the into a a three. Uh, driver category that that he is one of those three that I would put there myself and I know that he does he he and Austin Cindric have gained so many points going into the playoffs they have a distinct advantage the thing that concerns me when I look at every team like I can't look at every team and say they always run well yeah like it's very confusing to me right now who the favorite is for the Xfinity championship because I see the college cars someday look like they're the best teams in the world and then all of a sudden they're nowhere to be seen and even the same can be said for Austin Cedric. I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, when I look at these this lineup, I don't know who the favorite is. I think Austin Cedric, as good as he was at Phoenix, as fast as they were at Phoenix, I think he's the favorite because of that. But short of that, I don't know why Justin Algar couldn't win it. I don't know why. You know, I don't know. Noah Gregson, he's gotten fast lately. I think anybody in that top Ten in points right there to win the championship. Well, if I'm Cindric or Almendinger, and you gave me the magic button to eliminate one guy, I would eliminate Allgaier. He seems to always be yeah. so yes. good at Phoenix. Yeah. I would be yes. like, our job is to race him out. <laughs> Let's make sure he doesn't get there. Uh, but you know, just never know. Don, you're on NASCAR American Motor Mouths. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a uh, big Larson fan. Have been all along, and I heard at the after the race Sunday that uh, an interview with him and he uh, commented that he was um, maybe holding back a little bit towards the end there rather than taking advantage of some spots that he saw and I was curious as to what your take on that was as to whether you thought it was maturation or whether you thought it was just him being careful because it's uh, you know that time of year or um or is that a change? Is he going to be different now? I've always liked him because he drove by the seat of his pants, but I just was uh, curious what your take on that was. Well, Don, I think that's a great question. First, I think he's definitely more mature, which perhaps he needed to be. We used to mention all the time, Jeff, that he definitely hit more stuff. Hasn't in the last two years, right? The only thing he's hit in the last two years is victory lane time and time and time and time again. But I will say in his interview, DJ, he said, I didn't take a run, and I think I was thinking about points too much. He even went as far to say, as I look up in the mirror and watch the 11 losing spots. So that tells me that maybe we haven't talked enough about this regular season championship if Kyle Larson, Mr. Victory Lane, is thinking points in this race. Well, I think one thing that probably, and he wasn't sitting there thinking about Daytona next week, but you know whenever Daytona's ahead of you that anything can happen there. So any points that you can gather. Um, it's hard to imagine Kyle Larson not thinking 100%, I want to go win this race, whatever it's going to take, because that's all that we've ever seen. Uh, but you get in situations, you start realizing how much these 15 points mean to him and his chances uh, of enhancing his chances of trying to win his first championship in NASCAR. I think also, I think the drivers were a little surprised about the race at Michigan. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you go into that race with something in your mind, and then you end up getting out there and you got your teammate in front of him, and you're like, well, we're best served by working together right now, and it's a, it's a mindset change. And then at what point do you say, okay, no more of that, right? At what point do you do that? And I think that, I think that, it's the same for this weekend, right, at Daytona. You're going to have that kind of same mindset. So I, I, I think – I don't think – I expect to see Kyle Larson 
conservative Kyle Larson. Moving forward, I think we only yeah. saw conservative Kyle Larson because of the situation that Michigan presented the drivers. Yeah, good point. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong with some of the comments we heard and some of the racing we saw. Just a couple of minutes left. We're going to go to the phones one last time. Derek, you're on NASCAR American Motor Mouse. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I enjoy the show. Thank you. <clears throat> and uh, I have this idea I want to bounce off of. You see what you think. Um, you know, ever since there's been racing, there's been, is it the car or is it the driver? I would, what do you think about having like an exhibition race, maybe for charity, where drivers switch, like Kyle Busch gets in Kyle Weatherman's car and, you know, switch like the top 10 uh, drivers swap cars with the top uh, with the top uh, back markers, you know, and see what, what do you think of that? Well, I, I, I think it's an interesting concept. I will say, down that vein, I've enjoyed the Xfinity Series this year. The 31, the 23, they come to mind because they're kind of those middle-funded team cars, and we've seen some really big names get in them. And I think that kind of lets us know how much the car does matter in certain situations. Even some of the biggest starts, you know, you have to have the, the car to drive. I don't think I ever won a race without it having a really good car, I'll tell you that. So uh, I, I think you've got to have a good car uh, as a driver. And, and we've seen people get put in good cars and situations and not be able to handle the moment sometimes. It's a pretty simple rule. Every, every driver, no matter how good they are, will go faster in a better car. And every car will go faster with a better driver. Now, what that degree is, I think it changes every week, every racetrack, every series. But no matter what... Each will help the other. But that would be a fun race, what he brought up there, to, to uh, see. That would be a fun race. <laughs> what he just said is why I do television. <laughs> All right. This has been NASCAR America Motor Miles. Tune back in Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Call in. Give us your questions. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.